It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go out to Arizona. We thought we were going to be celebrating a championship today. We thought we were going to have a parade on either Wednesday or Thursday. We won't. Elliot Shore Parks, first off, hats to him. Hats off to him for uh, chronicling the Eagles season in a tremendous way this whole, whole way. And... Uh, Let's talk to him right now. Ellie, you just heard what we said. Uh, It's not as simple, I don't think, as the coaches got out coached, but it's a damn sizable part of it. What do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, the coaches got out coached, right? But I I think that – I think everything I've heard people say this morning, I completely understand. Like, they, you almost can't come closer to winning a title than the Eagles did last night. Like, to be up 10 at halftime in the Super Bowl and to survive the whole year, survive the playoffs, I mean – you can't come closer, and it's it's a loss that definitely definitely is going to hurt. But I think the perspective where I come at it maybe a little different is I don't view it as them doing a bad job. I view it as they played a great team. I mean, like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes could go down as the best head coach quarterback duo from an offensive perspective in league history, right? Like, so I think two great teams played last night. There were a few plays that I think changed the game. But I think if those two teams played 10 times, I don't think the Eagles are winning eight of them. Like, I think they're two incredibly evenly matched teams, and, and the Eagles lost. And that stings and it hurts, but I, I think that's what happened. Well, to your credit, Elliot, you know, while you picked the Eagles to win, you were one of the very few that I heard say, hey, everybody slow down here last week. Recognize yeah. the greatness of the other squad. And I, I guess a lot of us around here did not. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I think that's probably why the shock is, is there but again they were up 10 at halftime I mean you know if you look like I know you guys talk about gambling on the show like they were minus 400 to win that game like that's a that's a heavy favorite at that point so so to blow it I mean I was I was as stunned as everybody that they didn't win that game last night when they're when they're up 10 at halftime but I just think when you look at it there was one sequence to me and I, look the Jalen Hurts fumble I think both things can be true. Jalen Hurts cemented himself, like cemented himself as a top three quarterback in the NFL last night. Like you could even argue two or whatever you want to do, right? But that fumble was a huge play. Like it was. Great, great quarterbacks make mistakes. And that was a a massive play in that game. I mean, 
when I think about the game last night, I think about two great teams and just one offense made a mistake and one didn't. And that doesn't mean Jalen's any less of a quarterback. It doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be celebrated. Like all, it is what it is. He fumbled that ball. The Eagles offense gave up seven points and they lost by three. Like that's kind of the difference in the game. Where did our pass rush go? Well, I think a couple things. I, like, I do honestly believe, I know both teams played on the same grass, but I think that when you look at it, the Eagles were impacted more by that grass because they had better pass rushers than, than the Chiefs did. So I, I think that's a small part of it. But also, I think last night was a good example of, like, when we talk about games in the future, you just always lean with the offense. Like, the Eagles have, a, have an historically great pass rush. There's no debating that. Historically great. The Chiefs just out schemed them like it you know like you can scheme away a great pass rush right and that's what you saw last night I mean the Chiefs have a very good offensive line I think that's something that was underrated going into this game like no question. you could argue yeah, yeah. you could argue they have the best pass blocking line in the entire league and that was part of it but also when you have a great quarterback and a great head coach you can neutralize the pass rush and the Chiefs have you know they lost the Super Bowl because of that so you knew going into that game they were going to take away the pass rush so uh, what about stopping the run? Why did we get up there? So I do wonder if that was a little bit like the defense came into the game saying if they're going to run it, you know, you prefer that to the pass. Like some of those running yardage when you, when you look at it were Mahomes creating and breaking down plays. But, but you're right. Like the, you know, I, I rewatched the game and they, they ran the ball well. But again, like another perception about the Chiefs was that they were a bad rushing team. That wasn't the case. They just didn't run the ball. They finished the league 10th uh, in, in the league in yards per carry. So you could argue that when they had to do it, they were a top-10 rushing offense. They just didn't run it a lot because they, they threw it all the time, right? So mm-hmm. I don't think I, – again, I don't think, like, the Eagles' defense failed in stopping the run. I, I just – Mahomes made some great plays, and they're a better rushing offense than people give them credit for. Elliot Shore Parks with us. Elliot, I'm curious, which Eagles defensive player played the worst game? Um, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, it's tough for me too. I, I mean, John, yeah. you have an answer for that gut, gut feeling. You know, I thought TJ Edwards like struggled. Linebackers, Kaiser and TJ yeah. Edwards both got taken advantage of, not just at stopping the run and they were getting pushed around. Yeah. Felt like Marcus Epps had a bad game too. But I guess, I guess what I, I guess I would answer this question by saying Hassan Reddick, just because I think he's their best defense. Yeah, you, ex- you expect the most from him. I mean, listen, right, so I, I didn't feel him. there was any like he had the one play when he when he looped in there and he caused an incomplete pass, and that was nice early in the game. But 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 I also think Elliot, you know, you could almost go across the board and say who played well in defense, and I, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I don't yeah. think Slate played well. I don't think Bradbury played well. I don't think Fletcher Cox did anything. I, I don't. Well, I, I can't name one player on defense that I'd say, man, I think that guy played above average or even average. Not one guy. I agree. And, I, you know, look, I, I think I come at it differently because I just don't go into games expecting the defense to win it for them. Like, I just – there's any we can talk about any game in the NFL, and you will almost never hear me say the defense will win that game for them. It's why I never believed in the Niners, right? Because ultimately they were a team led by their defense and not their offense. So I agree the defense was bad. The players didn't step up. They didn't make game-changing plays, right? Yeah. But it, you could also say, I mean, the Chiefs averaged 30 points this year, right? But you could, if you wanted to, look at it and say the Eagles only kind of gave up 24 points on defense if you take away the special team essential touchdown and the seven points, right? So 
the defense wasn't good enough for sure. But ultimately, the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017 because they scored 41 points, right? Like, like the, the, yeah, and they, the, and they made one, one, and they made one defensive, defensive play, play in the entire half. One play. Well, and that's why, to me, I think this whole game comes down to, like, one sequence. So there's the jail and fumble. But so the Chiefs score a touchdown. The Eagles get the ball back. They go three and out, right? The, the special teams punt happens at that point. They get it down to the five, and the defense scores again. So, I, you know, I hate to use this as a cop-out, but I just think all three units just weren't good enough. Like, the offense was special, and they were the best of the three, but they made, they made a crucial mistake. They went with that touchdown for the fumble, but also they went three and out at a crucial point of the game. Like, I, I think the Eagles played a great game. The, the Chiefs just played better. What about our O-line? How well, how well did they do? So rewatching it this morning, it felt like a lot of the pressure the Chiefs got was, was via blitzing. It didn't feel to me that there were a lot of plays where man-on-man man they got beat. Um, so I would say they were okay. I mean, you know, one thing we've talked about all year is this team doesn't really seem to handle the blitz well, whether it's a lack of planning or in terms of how, how you know, what they have ready for it. I don't know if Jalen – I don't know what it is, but ultimately – they're not a great team when it comes to the blitz. And again, if you like, if you look at it, I think the Eagles finished the year like 22nd in the league in sacks allowed. Like they were a team that was actually sacked quite a bit. So, yeah, I mean, they got pressure last night, but to me, it felt like via the blitz. And the offensive line holds some blame for that. But I didn't think anybody on the offensive line, at least in my rewatch of it, had like an ex- exceptionally bad game. The, the 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 holes weren't there for the backs, though. That that was problematic too. Why did we seem to get away from the run game? Well, so early on, you know, I thought they didn't, they didn't run it that great. But I also think in a game like this, I mean, Jalen played really well. Like, they moved the ball well through the air. Like, and, you know, played, I don't know if you guys have brought it up today, but the Quez Watkins drop was a massive play in that massive, game. Like that, yes. that was a, a perfect pass by Jalen right to Quez. They end that drive with three points instead of seven. They end that drive up six points instead of ten. Like, that's huge, right? So when I look at, you know – the Eagles coaches were outcoached. I like for sure. I agree with that. But the offense still put up 35 points. So it wasn't like like it was a complete disaster on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. They just ran it. They ran into a great team. And sometimes you just don't win when you play a great team. Elliot Shore Parks with us. Elliot John made a point earlier. Um, he believes the coordinators Gannon and Steichen lacked full focus in their preparation. He can't prove it, but his instincts tell him it's likely because of the external opportunities to be a head coach. Gut feeling from year end, true or not true? I don't think that's true. I mean, again, if Jalen holds on to the ball and they win by four, then is it an issue? Like in, in 2017, Frank Reich took a job with the Colts, and you know they like they scored 41 points in that game. Like yeah. this is something. But that was way like, just for what it's worth. That was way after the Super Bowl after McDaniel's backed out. I mean, at least that's, that's my true. recollection. That's You're right. You know, like oh yeah, I'll have to go back and look. But that's a good point. I just look. I I think that you know w- was it something they thought about? Sure, but. We all have jobs. We all have personal lives. We all have things going on. Like, it, it, is just, it is what it is. It's been two full weeks since that game. It's not like they committed even 10% of their time to this, right? Like, it was a portion of time. But I just I, – I don't leave that game feeling like, like anybody did a terrible job, right? So, I, I, that's maybe just why I view it differently. Like, I just think they got beat by a great team and they played a great game. So, I can't sit here and say if they're interviewing for the job, things go differently. It's just – not how I feel. Elliot, the Devontae Smith catch late in the second quarter, it should have counted, right? There's no way there was enough evidence to overturn that. Agree? I, I agree with that. And I also, I think, and I'm pretty sure this 
this was the the sequence. But the fact they could even review that play to me was weird. If I'm remembering correctly, was that the call where the Eagles ran a play and then they took that play away Correct. and then reviewed the catch? Like that's I've never seen that. And even if it was if it was right, I guess the issue was the Eagles didn't allow the Chiefs to sub, and yep. because of that, whatever. But but I mean, it's almost we 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 watch football you know, all, all the time. You never see a play run, and then the play is allowed to go back and be reviewed. So, the, well, I'll say I, this. I, I know you're there. The, the announcer on TV said, uh, I, I can't remember if it was Pereira or Olsen, but one of the guys said that the, the, the league got that right in, in allowing it to still be reviewable. So, No, I, I do think it was probably by the rule correct, but it just you don't really see it. But where, that is – but, Elliot, and... but, but, no, I'm with you. But that aside, there was not enough evidence to overturn it. I, I thought agree. I thought Devontae I, Smith – Frickin' controlled the football throughout the conclusion of the catch. I, I 100% agree with you. I thought it was a catch. And that's another point where, you know, I believe that drive ends, ends in a field goal as well, you know, and, and instead, it's, it, you know, I think if, if he catches that, I don't know remember where it's exactly, maybe like the 15 or something like that. The Eagles have one of the best red zone offenses in the league. The Chiefs have one of the worst red yeah. zone defenses in the league. Ellen, so, I got I to tell you, man, I, 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 I got so much I, I keep wanting to talk to you about. Let's just keep going here. Um, Miles, <laughs> I, mean, I, I have nothing to do until midnight, so trust all right. me. I'm, Ma- <laughs> Miles Sanders, he's done, right? No no more time with the Eagles, correct? I mean, that, that was an incredible yeah. loss of belief in the tailback that had been their lead tailback for the last four or five years. They just said – can't trust him anymore, right? I agree. I, I don't think he's going to be back. Now, I do think, you know, something happened early in that game, which probably uh, skewed the snap count a little bit. But, I mean, I, I, you know, for what it's worth, I thought he got very lucky on that play where he caught it and turned. Yeah. And then, like, I think it was probably ruled correctly. But he got lucky by, like, a millisecond. It, you know, I thought that was very close to yeah. being a touchdown. But, yeah, I think, you know, they showed in this game – and. It was something I got asked leading into the game a lot, and, and I think I got it. I ended up getting it wrong, but they seemed to trust Kenny Gainwell more. Like in the biggest game when they needed points and they had to score and they had to win, Kenny Gainwell was, at, was out there more than Miles. So, look, if Miles gets absolutely no interest on the market, maybe he's back, but I would be floored if they gave him anything of, of, of substance in, in free agency. Who do you think played their last game last night as Eagles? Well, Miles, I, I think, did. Um, probably Kaiser White. I don't think he'll be back. Um, Fletcher Cox of, like, the big names, I think there's a chance he's gone. I, I do think Brandon will be back. Um, listening to him at the podium last night, you know, just kind of guessing what his market will be, what his priorities will be, I think it'll matter to Brandon to stay in Philly, and I don't think he'll get enough money that, uh, that the Eagles won't match it. So I think he'll be back. Kelsey's the tricky one, right? Um, I, I think Kelsey, you know, looking at him at the podium last night, it didn't feel like me. It didn't to me. It didn't feel like a guy who's getting ready to retire. But but he's tough to get a read on. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think Kaiser's probably gone. Miles is gone. Bradbury's probably gone. Although I think there's an argument for overpaying him to come back. Um. But they have a lot of tough decisions to make, and and that's what makes last night, you know, that much more painful as a lot. Yeah. Elliot, what else can you tell us post game last night? Look, people around here watch TV, listen to the radio to an extent. Eventually, yeah. just went to bed. I'm sure a lot of people turned it off. You had direct access to, to yep. all the action. What else did you see? What else did you hear after the game that stood out to you? I mean, it, they were just really sad. And I, I know that's not, you know, super deep analysis off the jump, but that is what it is. Like, that's what it yeah. felt like. I, I think it was shock. Like, even just little things. I mean, you could tell the players all had, like, suits they were going to wear to celebrate afterwards, and instead they're wearing team garb. And, you know, it's just – 
it was, I think, a, a feeling of shock. Like, I, I've been around these guys all year. I know how they act. I know their personalities. And watching how they talked up at the podium, watching them even, like, interact with each other, it was just – I don't think anyone believed it. And I, I don't blame them. I mean, this is a team that's always found a way to win. I think that even me that had skepticism about the game – actually seeing them lose almost felt unbelievable. And I think that's what I picked up on last night. Like, and also a feeling of just, it's going to be so hard to get that close again. Like so hard. I mean, next year is going to be different. Like the days of it being fun are over. Now you have to win a Super Bowl for it to be a successful year. There's no more Jalen's breakout year. There's no more, wow, they're the one seed. Like they've done all that, right? They're, they're the O one Eagles. Like from here on out, it's only about winning the Super Bowl. So I think it was a feeling of, like, shock and sadness last night in the locker room. Elliot, last thing here, man. Sirianni, what do you know about when he next speaks? Does, does he have a wrap-up press conference? Does he not? What's the deal? So, from my understanding is he will speak this week. Um, it, I, and I believe, I believe Howie will speak as well, but I'm, I'm not sure about that. So, my guess is you might see them speak together. They do that a lot. Uh, and I'm just guessing here, but it will probably be later in the week. I mean, they still have to, you know, have exit meetings. They still have to have a locker room clean-out day. They're, they're flying back from Philly or from Phoenix to Philly today. So my guess would be, you know, Thursday, Friday, something like that with Nick and Howie. And then I know this isn't what people want to hear, but, you know, the Combine's in two weeks. And they'll talk again there, and that's the beginning of the offseason. So, yeah, I mean, things, for better or worse, and mostly for worse, things continue yeah. to move on. Let, let me sneak in one more. You mentioned the Combine, Elliot. Um to what extent do you think the Eagles are at a disadvantage for next season, given the Senior Bowl already happened, the Eagles were preparing for the Super Bowl, coordinators already got hired, the top coordinators, the Eagles missed out on all of them because they had active coordinators, they're probably about to lose one or both. Yeah. Um, that's got to hurt, right? Well, I think that yes is probably the, the, the full answer, but I also think the Eagles are in the Super Bowl because they're a well-run organization, and it's because they have a well-run front office. So it's, it wasn't a secret to them that when they were the one seed going into the playoffs that they knew that, you know, that their offseason was going to be shorter than most because of this. So my guess is, and I, I'm not a guess, I know, like they have scouts at the senior bowl. Yeah. They have people scouting these players. And with the coordinators leaving, it's, it's, a, it's a blow for sure. Like it definitely hurts this team that they're losing both coordinators. But I do think they're going to promote from within. So it's not like they have to worry about outside candidates being hired away. Elliot, let me say, man um... – your, your work this season with our show and for the whole radio station was remarkable. We appreciate you. Uh, Off-season begins right now. So uh, we'll t probably talk to you tomorrow. I can't wait yeah, to comment in two weeks. <laughs> and, and for real, honestly, right back at you guys. Like, I've said this to James, but I covered the Super Bowl in 2017 with a different outlet. Covering it with you guys this year at WIP was a dream come true. The callers, the hosts, everything. So I know it hurts today, but, yeah. you know, it was a special time, and I enjoyed doing it with you guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. Elliot, have a safe ride back. It's going to be a brutal plane ride, just brutal. Yeah, try to, try to sleep, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you sometime really soon for sure. Thanks, pal. Right. Sounds good. Talk to you guys. All right, Elliot Shore Parks.